matinee talk. We're gonna talk about it right here. Yeah. You ready? It's an A talks right here. We gon' talk about it right here. We gon' talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. It's an A talks right here. We gon' talk about it right here. I'ma talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. Cause it's an A talks. And I'ma talk about it. Yeah. Cause it's an A talks. And I'ma talk about it. And welcome to this edition of Tanae Talk Season 4, Episode 1. It's been a long time. We're back in the building. Today we are talking with P-Paw the Star, a rapper from Memphis, Tennessee, by way of Flint, by way of Chicago, by way of Little Rock, by way of Cotton Plant, by way of America. Earth is our turf, man. Uh, welcome him to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How y'all doing? Paul in the building, man. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Tanae for that intro music. You slick got a single on your hands. Out here. <laughs> I'm feeling that one more time. Yeah. So today we're talking about aging in rap. When is it time to wrap it up, B? You know, because sometimes we feel age is new. I'm um, age. Hip hop rap is new, you know, as far as music goes. It came around late 70s and into the 80s, and it has just exploded uh, to where we are now in the year 2019. And, and it's everywhere. But sometimes we don't allow hip hop artists or rap artists to go along with the times. We, we tend to feel like it's a young man's sport, as they say. That's the cliche. And so we're going to talk about that today. How are you feeling about aging and rap, people? Well, you know, it's a definitely a sensitive subject for me, given that, given, okay, let me get my mic closer, given that, you know, I am aging and rap, so I feel like it was a very fitting topic. That's why I'm glad you brought me up here. Given that I'm over 30 and I still rap, that, and you know, looking at the rap game, most people try to, you know, box you in. You got to be between the ages of 17 and 22, unless you already had a platinum hit, you know what right. I mean? So it, it really isn't looked at as an older man's sport, you know what I mean? If you're a grown man, you, you really ain't really respected as as a rapper unless you already didn't cut checks in millions. You feel what I'm saying? Right. So. And it's interesting that you bring up that point because it is like that. Like, even recently on my Facebook post, you know, uh, someone that I went to high school with made a post and was like, why, you know, why do you, why y'all still chasing that rap career? You're too old. You're too this. You're washed. And basically they look at it as a – as something that's not attainable once you reach once you reach a certain age they think of it as a joke you're joked around with you're clown with like you said unless you started off early um you got people like bow wow who started you know rapping and got signed at like the age of nine yeah. and then you hear about we hear about the greats who in the 80s they were popping at 16 years old 15 years old uh we got terrence so we got timo in the building and the other day we were talking about like d nice who you know got started at 15 15, 16, I just recently saw Rakim on The Breakfast Club, nice. and he was 16, you know, you know, traveling. And so, like you said, it does, it seemed like there's a cap. It's like from 16, maybe to 25, 23, you know, right, Tupac right. died at 25 yeah, at the height yeah, of his yeah. career. And so we look at it as as that, that, that is the end. And see, the thing is, 
is your perspective of rap. Most people are consumers of rap, but if you look at it from a business aspect, you will look at it as a market. And all the market cares about is a product that's marketable. It doesn't care about the age of that product or age of the person producing that product. You see what I'm saying? So when you're an artist in the industry, you're not looking at what age demographic that you belong to. You're looking at who trying to buy this record. It might be a person that's, you know, from 70s, late 70s, early 80s rap, or it might be a person from the late 2000s, you know, uh, 2019 even. Right. Like I, I, I have fans, I give it to you like this. Um, I had a guy named Fred from Memphis. Uh, he just randomly, like, hollered at me on Facebook. I know him personally from a motorcycle club. This guy, you know what I'm saying, he called me like, man, I like I like uh, your uh, Believe in Me track. You feel what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. a track that I put out that uh, basically kind of like encouraging people that, you know, going through something or that are down or whatever, you know. Like, most of my music probably is street, but I always try to give an introspective message on my album. So right. he picked out the introspective message track and said that he liked it. You know, and he's like a 50-plus-year-old man. You feel right. what I'm saying? And I don't know him to be a, a, a fan of rap. So that kind of... Shows me that, you know, it's really about the the lane you choose and who you're marketing to and who likes you. It ain't really about how old you are. He don't care how old I am and I don't care how old he is as far as him liking my music. He just likes the art form itself. Exactly, exactly, yeah. I, I like that perspective because one of my favorite songs that you've done is Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and it, it's very, it's, 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 yeah, it's awesome people. And it's youthful. It, it's fun. For me, music just has to be fun. How does it resonate with me? Can I dance to it? I'm, I'm a mood person. So how I listen to music hinges upon my mood. Do I want to be upbeat today? Do I want to feel like a trap star today? Right. Do I want to twerk on my man today? <laughs> you so, know? So with, with that being said, when you, when you listen to a song, do you, Say, how old is this rapper or, you know, where he come from? Do you really care about that or you just care about what the song brings to you and how it makes you feel? I just care about how how the song makes me feel. It's a feeling, which leads me to should, you know, we talk about aging in hip-hop and retirement. You got people retiring. We've heard... People say they retired all the time, right? right. They say they're going to retire. The next thing you know, they're dropping a single. They're dropping a whole full-blown album. So should retirement hinge upon age or how well you look? Because not only do they say it's a young man's sport, it's all about the aesthetic, how you look, what you look like. Because you don't want to look we, – we know we said we don't care about what you look like. We care about the feeling. But when you're giving a visual to something – we kind of want you to look your age. We don't want you wearing the saggy jeans and a backwards right, hat. Right, right. And we know you are of age. So should your what should your look look like? What should the aesthetic depend on as you age in rap? I look at it like this. Uh, it's entertainment. So you're, you're portraying a character. No matter how real rappers want to display themselves to be, it's still a character. You know what I mean? Like 50 Cent didn't have on them G-Unit white beaters every day of the, uh, of the week and all his life. But when he got on stage, guess what he had to put on? He had to put his character His on. uniform. You know what I mean? He, Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? It's wrestling. It's basketball. You're, you're entertaining people. So you got to put your best foot forward for entertainment. So if your image is, you know, the VBS is changed everywhere, you know what I mean, Bentleys and all that, then, you know, display your image. Be real to what package you're trying to display and in, in, in market. But if your image is... I give you the perfect example. Most people don't think about this because he's so popular and he's so successful. And I'm not comparing myself to him in any ways because that boy a beast. But <laughs> right. J. Cole, he's right. above 30 and he doesn't have a, 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 a normal cookie cutter, typical rap image. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He don't even, like, he don't Comb style his, his dreads. <laughs> I seen, I seen he a don't post do a like, on Facebook <laughs> or something one time where they was like, he had the same Jordan 1s for like 
since 10th grade, and he's still wearing them, but he's sitting courtside at the Lakers. You right, he I'm got saying? money. He got yeah, a bag. Exactly. He does. So, he's just not into material things. Exactly. Right. So, like I said, but that's his lane, and that's what his product is marketing. So I say, whatever your lane is, just, just market yourself to your lane. Jay-Z. Jay-Z plays so many different lanes. I mean, sometimes you'll see him with the VBSs, then sometimes you'll see him... Sometimes you'll see him with the VBSs, then sometimes you'll see him, you know, in the suit and the tie. Then sometimes you'll see him playing the dad role or the, you know, more revolutionary role. He got the dreads now, you know what I mean? Right. When I was in the Jay-Z and he was big. He had the Caesar cut. It, it was it was, it was <laughs> throwbacks. It was uh, bunny Button ear ups. forces, you know what I mean? It was, he went through a lot of transitions. It, yeah, you feel what I'm saying? <laughs> so as his market changed, his age changed, and as his perce- perception and perspective changed, so did he, and he just continued to market himself. It happened to work for him. It don't work for everybody, you know. I see a lot of dudes that age that it don't work for. Who don't it work for, Timo? Who who, who couldn't uh, <laughs> move along in the times? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, who couldn't move along in the times? Just trying to fit in with the youth or something like that. Yeah. Oh man. They don't last long. That's why I can't remember them. They don't last too long trying to yeah. play that game. No one, I mean, they just get clowned out. I can't think of anybody off rip. Can you think anybody off rip? See, I'm, I, I know what he's doing. He's an <laughs> artist just like me. And artists, we sensitive. So we don't want to name no names because we don't want nobody to name our name. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you, got, you get out here and name somebody, you know, Birdman or something. Shout out to Birdman. Oh, don't get okay, like, okay, Birdman is like 60. Yeah, you know he what I mean? is? Nah, I'm just oh. I don't know his age, but he yeah. up there. So I'm not going to name him like, oh, yeah, Birdman. I just know he's older. So yeah. I'm not going to say, oh, Birdman need to age out. That's crazy, right. you know what I mean? Because I'm an artist. So somebody's probably saying about, saying that you, that about right, me. Right, you, you, and saying? you don't. Cause and what? that's what I think you do. Well, what? But I mean, I, one that just popped to mind because I remember an interview was Jim Jones. Now, I'd never really look at him like, He's acting out of his lane, but I remember him saying, this is a young man's game, and you got to rap to the youth. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you're in your 40s. Right. right. You're in your 40s, and you basically saying, I got to keep appealing to children. Yeah, yeah. To me, that is, come on, don't do that. Just right. grow, You could grow up with your music, grow, but. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, and I hear that criticism a lot about, uh, you know, rappers not growing up with their music. I heard that criticism about Nicki Minaj from Charlemagne the God, and I was tripping yeah. like, Sometimes you just want the package that you want. When you go to McDonald's, I, I say this about McDonald's okay. all the time. I used to love Big Macs. I used, I used to, to love Big the Macs number two. Standard. I only got saying? number like, twos. Yeah. But now when I go to McDonald's if I eat a Big Mac, I'm like, bro, that's not the same thing. I want the yeah. Big Mac that I had when I was 15, 14. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like sometimes when you change that package, you you lose those those core fans and you lose the people that really like you for what you started out with. You, you lost some I mean? essential ingredients. Exactly. The ingredient's not the yeah, same. You, just like Little Caesar. You season. GMO now. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you. The one thing, the one artist that I can say who was in the game a long time and a lot of people didn't know him and he got on later later on in age to me and it's still relevant is 2 chains. Chains, I knew you were that, I, I mean, he's the one that I come, well, he started off young, like I said. He had, he was titty boy. He he started off a long, long time but when he got, when people, when the when the mainstream and the world caught on to him, he was well into his 40s and mm-hmm. I, I feel like he well, was. Well, they said 36 is when he when he, when he he dropped uh, Riding Around Again. I'm a student of this thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> still up there, all yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's up there but he still was relatable like I said act like you said no one was saying well how old is he they just knew that he was super turned and you yeah. want to be associated with 
whatever's turned, whatever's hot. It could have been a conscious rap. If right. it resonated, exactly. people were going to gravitate right. to it. Because I think about the little boy who did, what was the one he had, the the music video in the in the high school? He had his high school teachers in it, and uh, it was popular. No, it was popular in like 2015. Uh, yeah, this. He had his whole high school was in the video. Everybody was doing this. Was it dance. like a dance or something? It was a dance. Was it uh hit the quan or something like that? Not hit the quan. What was it? Uh, uh oh 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 silent toe. Silent yes 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 yes. That guy. Okay, he was a high schooler, but you had grannies, grandpas, uh, whipping and nay, whipping yeah, and nay. Yeah. Every age group, news reporters, uh, weather reporters. Everybody was the whipping and the nay nay. You, you know you know what? I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, but. You know what's a good example of that? Most people don't know him for this song because he doesn't identify himself in the song. But you know the rapper V.I.C.? He had the song Get Silly. Yeah. Yes, I remember he that. He also is the person that made the song Wobble Baby, Wobble Baby, Baby Wobble. Wobble. And yes. that don't resonate with no kids at all. <laughs> Only like, you know what I mean? The, yeah, it's the a wedding song. It's, a, it's like a wedding song. <laughs> you know you got to do the line so, dances. So you go from Get Silly to Wobble. So you you, you reach in two different lanes of people. Like yeah. I said, all the market wants is what the market wants. So if you got a wobble for them, they're going to take that. If yeah. you got a Get Silly for them, they're going to yeah. take that as well. You feel what I'm saying? That's absolutely right. So that leads me, that leads me to a transition to something else are there different rules when it comes to male and female rappers uh, wrapping it up because Ooh. men like i said they can they can be of age you know technically jay-z is of age uh two changes of age technically lil wayne is our you know our age in his 30s and yeah we still want to we want to hear we want to hear j cole we yeah. want to hear jim down we won't dip, dip set to come back together and make an epic album right but when it comes to women I don't think them aging in hip-hop is as acceptable as it is for a man. Like, I, I recently saw an interview with Yo-Yo. And Yo-Yo's still fine to me. You know what I mean? She's got the pretty eyes, the beautiful skin. But it made me think, who would she appeal to? Maybe those old fans. But would she be able to get some new fans? She would just basically have to have a bop, you know, because we don't, we're not receptive of the women aging as much. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let Timo get this one first. Okay, then <laughs> I feel like what what has happened to to to, to the films and you know, just women rappers is a tragedy. So <laughs> <laughs> you do say that, yeah. Often. <laughs> no, I, I feel like women women as rappers have received the brunt of this nasty machine because I feel like this whole topic is really just uh, framed by Men. the business. Uh, yeah, but. The marketing, mm -hmm. the business of it, the art form versus the business of it. The art form, anybody can do for as long as they want. You can't tell somebody they're too old to be a painter. That's you right. can't mm -hmm. tell somebody they're too old to be a cellist. Right. A or, teacher, or anything, a, a physician. When, it, when it's an art form, and yeah. when you respect it as an art form, anybody can do it for as long as they want. But when it becomes a business, now we're talking about something different, marketing to people what can be sold. So what happens to women is that this system has turned them into objects. Yeah. And so, yeah, they can't get older because they can't even get older on the news. Right. You can't, no. you know what I'm saying? You have to have a certain look just to be an anchor on the news. Right. Or things like they'll fire a woman for, for her looks. They used to do that to women on the airline. All airlines. the time. So that right there. Sexism. It, right. This, the whole because it's about a market and a business, what has happened to the women rapper? Yeah, they can't get older. No, <laughs> they, they got to quit <laughs> because they can't. Keep, uh, Megan Thee Stallion can't be 50 
still talking about Big what she's talking about. Let, first of all, let me tell you, Megan Thee Stallion can't be 50 doing what she's doing because her knees going to give out. Well, that's true. Right? <laughs> Explanation made on them type of movies. But Too like. Short is how old and he still freaky tales, right? Yeah, okay. Too Short still go on and on. They can't understand how he lasts so long. My right, guy said exactly. he must have he superpowers. He must have superpowers. <laughs> he had a hit in the 2000s. That's the crazy part. But um, to touch on the female rap subject, yeah. Um, I, I first want to say it's kind of hard to gauge the female rap against male rap because it's so slanted. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. for for the longest in female rap, it's only been one spot for, for at, each, one at a each time. Wave, each, you know what I mean? Literally, so it's you, like Little Kim had a run. Yeah, Eve had a run. You know, you're not gonna be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I say different because I'm older than y'all. That. Before y'all generation, it was more women rappers. Yeah, like this MC is true. Light, and then it Queen just Latifah. cut off, and then it was just that one spot you saw. Right, about. right. Yeah. yeah. And that was the sell sex spot. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. There it is. Yeah. And there it is. And, and you but. can't sell sex at a certain age because even today in this society, at a certain age, like Nikki just retired and she said she wants to start a family because society. Society expects you, woman, at this particular age, you need to have a kid. Right, Where your yeah, baby right, at? Right, right. Where your husband yeah, at? Where, yeah. you know what I mean? They yeah. don't, the man can be perpetually single, yeah. i.e. Hugh Hefner. Mm -hmm. He can be perpetually single, have perpetual hoes. Yeah. And it's like, this woman, she can't have perpetual niggas. Niggas. <laughs> <laughs> this is my shit, so I cuss. We can cuss. We can cuss. It's online. It's online. As soon as you tell niggas they can cuss, they don't know how to act. Niggas just stop saying extra. Fuck this motherfucking shit, nigga. Wait, Rakim was on the interview on the Breakfast Club, and he was being like super media trained. Yeah, and he said shit. And he was like, and then Charlamagne was like, oh, you cuss. Nigga said shit five times in about, one like, sentence. I literally <laughs> sat in the car thinking about that, like, bro, you're going to have to. Because I, I, I cuss my, uh, man, I cuss a lot. So I'm like, bro, you're going to have to, like, I shouldn't have told talk you. like you in right. class or something. You know what I mean? He just tried to make up for, like, five minutes and not cussing. He said, said motherfucker. He was like, hold on, I cuss now? <laughs> Don't get but crazy. No, but no, um, I did want to make another point about the female rap, though. Like I was saying, like, it's kind of hard to gauge because it hasn't been a lot. So I think in the coming future, we'll be able to see how they're going to age because there's so many now that everybody kind of got their own brand and their own lane of fans. So I'd say about five or ten years, we'll be able to see how they age actually as a core group as opposed to the one person that's a superstar for nine years. You know what I mean? That's yeah. true. Yeah, so I, I think we just got to wait some time for it. So we, right now we're in a cohort. Yeah. We, and we can, see this, we can mean, see this cohort. So the cohort we're looking at to age, and we can revisit this in the future, yeah. is the City Girls, yeah. Meg, yeah. Um, who else? Cardi. Cardi. Still Nick, because, you know, she, Jordan retired, too. You know what right. I mean? And the only one, I, this is me being old and biased, only one I'll listen to is Rhapsody. 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 I know. <laughs> I miss Rhapsody, but see, I was going to say this. We said about the Asian thing and you can't age, but my favorite album from Lil' Kim was the last one she did in the 2000s. La Bella Noche? Yeah. No, no, not that one. Because um, that was my shit. What was Shout it? Shout out uh, to Lil' Kim. Welcome to Brooklyn. Papa's Los Fritos, Enchiladas, and Nachos. I can't It's slipping me. I hate that because I, I actually bumped she, that album. Yeah, you put your lighters up. Put your lighters up. What was the name of the album, though? I don't know, but she went hard. 
know. We need a fact checker in here, man. I don't so, know. Because I really want to know the name hey, of the Hey, Miss, you got to look that up. I got my assistant in the building. No, look seriously. up Lil, Lil Kim's last she, album she in the early been dope. And when Biggie was, you know, influencing, I ain't going to say writing because I wasn't there, so I don't know. But when he was influencing her, of course, they had the whole energy, so she was super dope. But when she stepped out on her own in the 2000s and she got out of jail, you know, she had got ratted on yeah. all yeah. kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she, she never snitched. She never snitched. We Fuck you, me. Like for real. So she so came take out. So Takashi six nine. Hey, it's too late. Mark the Stewart didn't snitch. Too late. And Lil Kim ain't snitch. Hello, I think we got the info. Oh, we got the info. It's called. What is it? Uh, is it called Found You? No, nah, that's not it. Um, that was the name of the album. The album is called. Um, Look at see what put your lighters up. What album that was on? That's what we need to <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. But as as we got research over there in the building, um, who are the top five rappers? Uh, Timo, I'll ask you, and I know what? Paris. Say, who are the top five who should just wrap it up? That we like. Because I know. Whoa, y'all got to. No, I was trying to school you, Your legs oh, is long. I'm tall, man. <laughs> you had a growth spurt. That's another thing. Rappers don't be tall. <laughs> oh, man, Rappers be little when you meet them, though. You be like, dang. You talk about blow all your little idolization. They be vegan. You be like, bro, you little. Because <laughs> they look so big on okay, TV. Okay, I think we got the oh, The Naked Truth. It the came out in 05. That was it. She did. She yeah, went off. That was the year I played SQ. I remember I bumped that, that album every day in my apartment. It was when they was beating your ass. Wait, Why you so bring your bolster? Sorry, you're not Hagen Organization. Divine, I'm not Hagen Organization. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> so. Okay. Wow. T-Mo thinks we're on a gangbanger. She had a, a, a sorority shirt on, and it's still going to steal the bees. <laughs> wow. All these MPHs in the Hagen Organization. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> she is from, from the north side of Flint. North side all day. Anyway, <laughs> so no, I know we were saying that you know, you can go on with the times and there you might have, like you said, a niche demographic. But we do know there are people out there that they what what they're putting out is not hitting for anything. See, that, <laughs> see that's unfair. Is that the, we get too political? You know, okay. if you ain't swimming in the mainstream, they automatically assume oh. that you're not successful. You feel Come what I'm saying? on. Yeah. How many Tech Nine songs you know? Uh, Tech Nine pushing 50. <laughs> and he was on the Forbes list. Yeah, now name nine. a song from me. Go. You can't. You feel me? So that's a that's a very strong misconception. <laughs> right. Is that if you're not on TV, Put me in my place. what what your guy say? He said, uh, recoup your advance, take your royalties and publishing, put you on TV and leave you out there with nothing. You know Come what I'm saying? Out, so they, they automatically out assume that right. you own because you're on TV, but that ain't that don't mean you own. And right. that don't mean you got a lot of fans. That just means you're getting the most exposure. Right? You're, you make a very great point because a lot of artists have been, they're over in Europe. They're over in, yes. you know, they're super mega stars over in these other countries Crazy. getting the bag. And yes. like you said, because they're not on the Breakfast Club or they're not on the Shade Room, we might not know about them, but they're still very relevant. Exactly. So, you know, we're just going to glaze over that question. When is it time? <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't even ask that question because we said there is no age limit. Okay. So I do want to know this. For the rappers who have retired, because the other day, uh, 
Terrence and I, uh, Timo and I, we were listening to a podcast about rappers who, like you said, they're no longer swimming in the mainstream. They once had a very uh, blossoming career. They was out here. They was on, they was on this hit and this hit. They they were everywhere. Had endorsements, but then for some for some reason, maybe they had a bad deal. You know, bad contracts. They have to come to uh, to to the layman world. To, to my world, basically. Right. To, oh, to, yeah, like, <laughs> grassroots promo, trying to get it out the mud, right. YouTube. <laughs> so, you know, and they're doing reg- what we consider a regular job, right. right? So, hypothetically speaking, what are the top five jobs for a retired rapper <laughs> if they didn't save enough to live off their residuals or if the money dried up or if they had wrong, you know, contracts that, you know, they got out of the game for whatever reason, but we're they still have a notable face. What are, what are the top five jobs that that they could do okay and this is swimming in the mainstream right this is they they're out of the mainstream but they were once swimming. but they in were it. once swimming in it okay. but you know you know money sometimes can be funny mm-hmm. things can happen where you're you can't even, you're not even touring anymore you right, know what right. i mean so what are the top five jobs that are retired non-relevant they don't got enough money to live off residuals maybe they weren't able to uh, uh, obtain their masters okay. what are five jobs that they could do i, I saw the perfect i'm gonna take this from t oh, yeah, <laughs> i saw the perfect example of this on the breakfast club yesterday or not yesterday uh the other day young bird or my bad hit maker hit maker hit maker he rebranded Hitmaker had crazy <laughs> smashes right yeah he was he was big everywhere, sexy lady, you know. All as, that. Yeah, yeah, as Young Bird. Then he, he had, rebranded. Then he had, you know, chain snatch game. <laughs> right. You know, like his That's career just kind of disappeared. You know, every yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it went on a tour without him, you know. Right. Like, you know, all up in Detroit and some motion. So, you know, that kind of. Niggas you know, in Detroit is wild. Let's start there. First of all, shout out to Detroit. Shout out Flint, to the D. To the shout crib. out to Flip, to the yeah. crib. But, we don't know how to act because don't. Don't screw us over. Just just know we'll snatch him up like a jack. Uh, you got to tell me. I know. But like I said, so Hitmaker, I'm going to call him by his new moniker. You know what I'm saying? Right. He was he was killing the game, and then he fell off, right? Right. Well, he said now he's the vice president of Epic Records. Right. So if you never hear another song from Hitmaker, this man is working for Epic, Epic Records as the vice president. What kind of bag is that alone? A, a if he never make another super song. super bag. You get what I'm saying? So, But the thing is, he has still been making songs. Yeah. But he, you said financially fell off. I, I measure him financially falling off because he said you only get $1,500 an episode for Love and Hip Hop. And that mm-hmm. man did it for like three years. Yeah. So I'm just putting two and two together. So obviously he wasn't getting the bag he was getting when he was Berg. Yeah. And then at some point that translated into him, you know. Rebranding. Yeah, rebranding and procuring a job with Epic, which is major. I think it's either Epic or Atlantic. I'm not sure exactly what record label, but, you know, he rebranded himself and found a whole new lane because he like look man if i never make another song if i never promote another a piece of music mm-hmm. i gotta I'm, I'm in the industry forever he's much, in it you know and like he said he's on a lot of songs as a as a writer right that we don't even know it like right. that he was a part of yeah. and he said people don't give him the credit and he's fine with that but yeah. let's just say they're not able to rebrand they're not able to be rebranded. what are the what are some jobs they can do radio dj her radio personality. Perfect. Radio personality. Radio personality. That's a good. That's one. Um, you can be a writer because ghostwriter. If you if you were good. If you were good, and you know, sometimes 
people are better at writing songs for other people than, than for they themselves. are for themselves. You know? That's so true. So you might not have that voice. Yeah. Right. If you a true songwriter, you know what I mean, that doesn't go away. Just like, you know, you being a rapper, it doesn't go away just because you're not respected the same. So if you got that skill, you can get past that along to the next generation of, of artists. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we know it's a lot of ghostwriting going on. This <laughs> like, so you got it. You got it. Laying we know you didn't write your raps. Another thing, like, I found this out. I'd be breakfast clubbing it the fuck up. But uh, six nine, he used to be a videographer. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? So, six nine, <laughs> they used to be married to Vivica Fox. No, six nine, the rapper that just ratted on the oh, whole fucking oh, industry. Oh, rat nine. <laughs> oh, Takashi six nine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he used to be a videographer, so he edited all he his own filming. videos. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah. So it's just you. You're in in the entertainment industry, so you don't only just know how good a song sounds. From the lyric standpoint, you know how good the beat sound. You know how good the video is supposed to look. You know how somebody's wardrobe is supposed to look. You know how to book venues. You got a lot of talents and skills that you learn just being in the industry. Even if you never made a hit, if you never made it to the top, you going to learn how to do all this shit. You know what I mean? You're not going to mm -hmm. just be out here writing raps only and then get away from the whole industry. It's right. a lot more that's, that you're going to be exposed to. You know what I mean? I even learned how to edit videos and record myself. You know what I mean? Right. You have to. You got to. You got to keep yourself relevant. And sometimes you don't have the capital right. to right. hire exactly. someone to do, to do it. So exactly. you got to be resourceful. Or in my case, <laughs> see, I, my engineer, me and my engineer, damn, they're best friends. So he just give me the keys and be like, man, go ahead. Right. I ain't never recorded that in my life. So I had to figure it out. I couldn't, I didn't want to pay somebody to come in here and do it. So I had to figure it out. And it gave me a skill. So now if I never rap again, I can record somebody else. I can open up studios. You see what I'm saying? So you just got to segue off of the skills that you learn while being in the industry. Even right. if it's not in the industry, you got marketing skills. You can mm -hmm. open up clubs. You can go work for a company. Yeah. Party, you know promoters. party promoters. Yeah. Yeah. How long can saying? you be a party promoter? Forever. You can really be it forever. It's a dude in Little Rock, Arkansas right now named Cookie Man. I was 15 when I left Flint and, and visited Little Rock, and I went to a party for Christmas, and he was the, the host of that party. That was when I was 15, <laughs> right. 20, 19 years ago. <laughs> now this dude's still promoting parties, man. Come on. Making a he, bag. He, he got a whole brand now. He cook. He ain't even cooking no more. He even <laughs> expanded. Like, but, yeah, it's see, this. that's the the trick beauty. of the industry the is beauty, that you got to be a certain age. It could be the beauty of the energy. You can branch off to so many other things. So and much. the one thing that Youngberg, a.k.a. Hitmaker, Hit taught us is that you can rebrand yourself. Right. You can reinvent yourself. Yes, you can. Uh, even I think about Khalees. Khalees is a culinary chef now. Yeah. She cooks for, like, big galas and all these things. She was a singer. She realized that another... Because when you're an artist, you know, we're artists. Yeah. We have multiple... You create. You just create. You're going to... Yeah. To create, you're gonna find something to create. I used at. to be pop locking and all that, you know what I mean? Like, I was Harlem shaking, dude, Harlem shaking, all that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you a creator. We used to have Harlem shake battles. Hair. I used to, you know, style my clothes, all that. That, like, if you're an artist, you're an artist, you know, we, and it never you might goes have away. a prominent lane, but yeah. if you're an artist, you're an artist. So, find how to translate that art beyond what's not working for you anymore, is what I say, and that's what I do. I got artists that I promote and market now. Um, I actually have a rep record label, you feel what I'm saying? What's and the name of your record label? Let the people know BBE come Black on BBE. boys evolving bebop entertainment black boys evolving I evolve man I've been through a lot in my life and I have to evolve and change my life up it's actually a non-profit organization also we do you know uh charity for kids we do back to school drives all kind of stuff I do a block I a block my, party my sixth annual block party this year and we give out backpacks and free water free food we put on a concert and have all the kids come out and enjoy themselves we give away free money and every all kind of prizes tablets everything and that's just to promote for the kids you know mm -hmm. that's really what it's all about because 
like you said, at the end of the day, kids is who buying the rap, and that's who right. the rapper's trying to market to. So, yep. And I'm not doing it just to market to them. I just, you know. You want to help them. I appreciate Literally, them. when we were growing up, they used to say the children are our future. They are. <laughs> and they literally are because I, I took that wholeheartedly. I was one of those people like marketing. It's like my son. Marketing really works for me. <laughs> you tell me be all you can bro, be, and I'm bro. like, I can be all I can be? <laughs> like, you really believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you really believe it? Like, no, this cold cake gonna really make my teeth turn white. Like, seriously, like, no. Facts. <laughs> Yo, wow. like, you the person that they sell it to on the commercial. I love it. I AJ love it. is the same way. Really? If <laughs> you're like, mom, you should do that. You'll you know, be more popular. You know that mean I uh, like susceptible to hypnotism, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I say that to say, you know, children are uh, they're they're delicate. They absorb a lot. And whatever you invest in them, you know, will blossom into something beautiful and powerful right, if it's right. good. If it's negative, that that negativity will blossom. If mm -hmm. it's positivity, that positivity uh, will blossom. Exactly. And we should invest in the children. I know it sounds so cliche, but then they're the next ones. They are. I do things in my life because I had mentors that were older than me that made me want to do that thing they're, they're, that they're doing. Right, and so right. it, it's Low just a reoccurring cycle. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so... As we're talking about children, and we, I know we said some rappers haven't peaked, but should rappers that have peaked, maybe they stopped um, in the rap game, um, should they rap on their children's projects? Like Will Smith hopped onto the icon of Jaden, <laughs> and he hopped onto the icon track, and I thought it was dope. He wasn't trying to overshadow his son. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't trying to live in the past. He was literally living in the present with that rap and seemingly passing the torch. How do we feel about that? Should you know the? Should we you know bridge the gap more and have those types of collaborations as rappers age and, and you know invest in their children and bring up bring be on their projects. I'm I'm all for nepotism. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if I got a bag and I know my son, if I'm Dale Curry and I know my son got a flame, okay, right. we finna push this flame. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be in the limelight because my name may sell him more. That's right. what, I think that's what uh LeVar Ball was trying to do. He and it yeah. worked for him, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? He's just big the sons up. And I think People like Will Smith, that's what it is. You know, you proud of your son. Look at LeBron James on the side sideline. Like, you just excited to see your kid do something yeah. major. My son. I be at his soccer game. Like, I never played soccer a day in my life. But I'm so <laughs> interested because of him and I'm so involved. Like, I, I, I help coach and everything. So, mm -hmm. I get it. You know, you just want to see your kid do good. And, you know, there may be an opportunity to make a spectacle for yourself so you can light another record on fire. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, you got to look at it from a marketing standpoint. But at the same time, like I said, nepotism is what's up. Jerry Jones' son getting bagged, ain't it? So why Will Smith can't support his son? Come you on. Know what I'm saying? I'm all for nepotism, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm for it. What you think? <laughs> I think it'll work. I mean, I think that would uh, help bridge the gap so we wouldn't have such a big gap in the first place where you got like an old school, new school. Right, right. If you can, if you can see like this elderhood just passing it on, passing the torch to the children, mm -hmm. then it, it'll never seem like there's a too old. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? Because yes. you be like, I jammed the him and oh I like his dad too right, or yeah. right. I jammed it dad or mom and it's just like oh and her daughter fire too you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, right. that would be a beautiful thing kind of creating stepping stones huh? yeah mm -hmm. if they just you know keep it going the one thing that we, like you use Will Smith I'm like once you jump out of rapping and then you jump in that's yeah. the weird part See, if you stay rapping I don't care how old you are but when you jump out 
If it's a, kinda, it, but that wasn't like a toe in the water. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He, he was, you know, yeah. Will Smith on this new I Just Discovered social media thing. So he's so kind of doing the king. Right. He's the you know king of social media. I don't think he's like really trying to push a hot yeah, record. I know he's not so trying to come out. So like, <laughs> but like, I get what what Master P did it with Romeo, right? They had where the, where the real niggas at over here, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, it was one of them songs like that. That yeah. he had to dance to and everything, but his daddy was on it. Now I think they did it tastefully, but I think that is where you can kind of like identify that line of all right, you doing something that's way too young for your your your, your age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Like, too. You can't be on there dressed like Lil Romeo. You like, can't. You know, I know Lil Romeo a grown man now, but I'm just right. giving that example. But <laughs> you can't be on there trying to do what he do. You got to right. emulate the adult version of that. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And like you said, like it, it helps. You said a stepping stone, or it helps with the longevity, or as we uh, as they say in hip hop culture, a good cosign. Mm-hmm. So we know that if uh, Lil Wayne j- jop, jumps on like a y- little Yachty track. Right. It's just saying that, hey, I co-sign yeah. him. And if we continue to co-sign, it's a ripple effect. And then everybody can get a bag. Everybody, the, the music can be in perpetuity. You know, that's the thing about hip-hop. A lot of times you hear the the old artists from the 80s is like, why can't we age? Why can't we go on a tour like Bon Jovi right, and still right. touring across the world? It seems you like know? rap is the only lane where you... Once it's over, it's over. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I don't really get that. You, if there, that it's only that small group that hang on to that nostalgia. Everybody else is just like, oh, what's the next thing? What's the next hottest thing? I'm not interested in that anymore. Yeah. And that that kind of sucks because, like you said, go, groups like Bon Jovi or. You know what I mean? The Red Hot Chili Peppers, they out here singing the, for the rest of their life singing songs from forty years ago. They're you know singing. I mean? Let's let's be clear. They're singing. The same song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like five dudes in rap that can do that. Snoop. Snoop. Of course, Juvenile. You play back right. that yeah, ass no. up for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Like, play it at my funeral. You know back what I mean? that thing. I sleep some Juvie. I, I, I love Juvie. That's my nigga, man. Like, he got my 400 Degrees, my number one album of all time. So I, I love it's, it. It's up there for me, yeah. yeah. And, I, and, I want, and I want our artists to be able to do that. And I'm glad. I feel like in the last three years, I want to say, People are into nostalgia. You yeah, got a lot yeah. of reboots of yeah. the TV shows. Yeah. You got a lot of uh, remakes of classic movies, and because of that, is bring it's the nostalgia. So we, our artists, our artists that from the '80s and the early '90s are able to go on these tours with like I love the '90s tours, and it's kind of niche. So I don't want the niche to kind of go away for them. I like I said, I want them to be able to be like Bon Jovi, yeah. living on a prayer, and and don't have to call it I love the '90s tour. They can just be themselves their own entity and still be out here in these venues and, and making a bag for them and their and their families. To your point, you know what's one of the dopest tours out right now and it's starting in Memphis? Three Six Mafia just got back together oh and they're going on tour with DMX and Bone. And Project Bone, Thugs and Harmony. <laughs> yeah, bro, I'm sick. I just like, almost had an artist. That's a crazy <laughs> tour. And I love that because that's from my childhood. So they're doing childhood. the Bon Jovi moves. Listen, you know what I mean? I love that. Bone came out in 93. And yeah, y'all know you remember by. this. <laughs> P. Paul and I went to elementary school together. I know you remember Carlos with the ears. Yeah. He had moved from Cleveland and told us he knew Bone. <laughs> of course. I, I would tell you that too. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Cleveland, I know Bone. <laughs> he was instantly popular. Okay? So Thank Uncle you. Charles was his uncle too. <laughs> I know Chicken Bone. <laughs> Fish Bone. <laughs> 
Auto bounce, wow. old bounce. Wow. Okay. But yeah, it's like that just makes me happy because it it res it, it sits with you. Right. Your memories yeah. is attached to some of your yeah. greatest memories to hear thuggish ruggish bones and we're not about rap. Yeah. We're not about rappers. <laughs> See, I, it's funny that what you're talking about right now, that nostalgia, that yeah. nostalgia, I worry about like this generation. I'm like, will this 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 music age well for mm. them? It's like, which, how old you are now, that 34 years old, you still like your sound. You like it. Mm-hmm. And some songs age well. Yeah. Other songs don't age too well. And I just think we yeah. got a lot of disposable music. We got more disposable music. I call it microwave music. Let me tell yeah. you, you just spoke a whole word, yeah, okay? You, yeah, you, <laughs> you spoke a whole word. Yeah, you said you it's disposable because even right now, we you know, we make our playlist. That, that is the beauty of technology yeah. now. We yeah. all got to go get the tape. Right, we right. all got to have yeah. hype, burn us a CD. Pull it to your phone, <laughs> pull it to your phone right quick. <laughs> <laughs> we can literally pull it up. And there, like you said, some songs just don't age well. There are things on my playlist that were was a hit like three months ago and I listen to it now I'm like let me take that off right and like it doesn't stay with me but I got stuff in vogue is on there yeah, yeah. right <laughs> forever See, I don't know if it's a thing of our mind state versus the younger mind state maybe they are so accustomed to this uh microwave generation that it will stick with them because they like stuff to go in and out real fast you know what I mean as opposed to us when the album came out, first of all, you looked forward to it for six months to a year, and then yeah. you bumped it for the whole year. You know what I'm saying? They don't do that at right. all. So maybe it will age well with them because they're accustomed to how it's delivered. You know Perhaps. what I'm saying? I don't know. That's, that sounds like it won't. It sounds like once it goes, it's it gone. Goes. It goes in the memory right. hole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it'll just, it is, I'm just wondering, like, when they turn 30, what would they be like? This was I'm my into. this was I think my they're going to still like right. the stuff their parents was into. They're going to be They'll like, They'll like that. <laughs> I, and you, you. <laughs> You you brought up a really good point because there was a uh, there was a ritual uh-huh. that went into when a new album came out. Oh, I, I had I, I had to see the inside cover photos. Right. right. I had to know who their thank yous was. Right. Who was involved on who this project? Every track. Who did the background vocals? Who was on bass guitar? Like and to, that picture on the inside was always gonna be fired in that picture on the outside. <laughs> you want to see what they had on it? And then to, oh, oh, if it was a mean? poster. It's going on the wall. It's going on the wall. It's Did going on the wall. Oh, yeah, I know you they have about 100 immature posters. I can tell so you I got immature it. everywhere. <laughs> I did go to their concert. Okay, when they, came to, when they came to Flint, immature. Really? Yeah. IMX but I, or immature? Immature. Uh, back when I went to both concerts, when they came in '95 and '97. Oh, uh, you know they getting back together, right? You know I know. You going? I'm a beater. That okay? Did you go to uh, P2K? Hang it up. <laughs> <laughs> did you go to P2K? I had. To, I was gonna go. I, I had to. See to I had to go. <laughs> <laughs> had to go get my son. I had to be a grown up. Oh, uh, okay. So you missed But out. like you said, you said you look forward to the lyrics. And to this day, like even on iTunes, I'm scrolling up to see who was a part of the project. Yeah. Like yeah. I think that's something that sits with us. Mm-hmm. I don't think these kids care. Yeah. Like it, it blows my mind to know, like, before India Ari became India Ari, who we know, she used she was a songwriter on many of people yeah. albums who albums covers I opened up like mm-hmm. and I remembered her name and I was like that's her that's her you know it's like this this excitement to it that yeah that, I don't think this generation I has. think there's still those nerds you they're out there those who are in the music right, those right. those young people Purist. who are just in the music that, yeah they're gonna look they're gonna want to know because right. you can tap it on title right. yeah, and you like, find oh, out that was so and so but right. but I feel you there is that ritual to it all that it's and, part of the nostalgia. 
It is. It is. It, it builds up like you looking forward to the album. These days, it ain't like that. Like a good example would be the baby. He had like eight hits and he didn't have no project at all. You don't even know where to download this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, his music is all over the internet. You just put in the baby and hope you find a song. You know right. what I'm and maybe maybe younger kids know where exactly to get it, but it's just the fact that it wasn't a rollout where you let out each single every three yeah. months or every and re- six remember weeks, you know re- video I mean? releases. Yeah. That was a big thing. Yeah. Like I'm, we're 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 premiering the video. So I remember the hype Williams, Buster Rhymes, and Janet Jackson. Bro, oh I waited my like three God. weeks for that video. Like, this is gonna be crazy. Right. Now Beyonce wake up on Tuesday, like drop the album. <laughs> <laughs> like ain't discussion with nobody. Matter of fact, yesterday Kanye was supposed to drop his new album yesterday. He, no, he's right? dropping it on Sunday. Oh, so he, he changed it. Changed yeah. it to the Sunday thing. To, you, you but get he was it. supposed Marketing. to dro- yeah. Right. Right. He's smart. He's a genius, yeah, right. You know he's because he was doing his first Fridays, but you switched to something yeah, New York. It makes sense. Right. Which leads me to my last question for you. Since everyone is taking the independent route, that's where it is. You're independent with BBE. Um, can an aged out rapper, seemingly right, um, uh, make it at this point, or is it just a hobby for shits and giggles, or is it just for the pure love of rap and hip hop? That's a good question. I think it's a combination. First of all, you you can't go this far. And age into rap unless you really, truly love it from a pure standpoint or the bag is just that crazy to where you don't want to leave it alone. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So more than likely, you are in it because you truly do love it if you've made it to the point where you spent so much time in it. Especially if you didn't make it to that top tier mainstream because Mm -hmm. it ain't as fulfilling. You know what I mean? It's like with a comic. Most comics say they, you know, they go on tour for 10 years before they ever see a dime. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's kind of that thing. You got to really, really engulf yourself in it and love it in order to even make it this far. And then if you didn't make it to that top tier, you still could eat. Like I said, mm-hmm. I don't do this for a hobby because I actually got residuals. You feel what I'm saying? Like yeah. my tune core nice, my BMI nice, you know what I mean? Like I get, I get a check every quarter, you know what I'm saying? But that's because <laughs> I, I work my ass off. I promote this shit. I put it on all the sites. I go to parties. Right. Like I make money off of my name. I throw events off of my name, you know what I mean? I market other artists off of my name. So if they get a little piece, I get a little piece. Of course, I'm, I'm not going to front like I'm making just money that's six figures off of rap but <laughs> right. i do i i consistently see money off rap for one and for two i'm an entrepreneur so i just get the business straight you know right. what i'm saying if you get your business straight there's a lane for any and everybody you right. could be on uh call of duty your music playing on call right. of duty mm-hmm. i got a partner or theme songs on tv shows yeah i was just gonna say that my partner uh la sosa i was it was crazy i was just watching espn one day this before Stuart scott died and the song that came on as the intro song to the show that Stuart scott was on was called the king's cup and I was like, damn, that's Sosa song. I mean, he like around the corner. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> right. bro, your shit on ESPN right, right. now. You know wow. what I'm saying? So, and that's a bag. That's don't, a bag. Don't get it yeah. twisted. That's a bag. Your song make it to ESPN. You probably never going to hear it on the radio. But guess what? You still got something off right. of that. So, it's about, like I said, you know, making those good business decisions first. You know what I mean? And, you know, really dedicating to it and finding what your lane is. If you don't have a lane, then you probably need to go ahead and wrap it up because you're doing it for a hobby, mm-hmm. which I'm not going to tell you to stop doing it. I'm going to tell you to, you know, reassess and consider what it is that you're really doing with this. You know what I mean? Like, is it a hobby or not? Like, I got a partner, like, he is super duper talented, but it seemed like he only want to make music in his bedroom. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, try to, and I ain't going to put him out there. He my guy. We tight. We super close. But Get out the bedroom, I mean, homeboy. We, we dropped the whole Send project. Send him this podcast. It was crazy. <laughs> I, I booked tours. 
I had shows lined up, and I'm performing his part in mine in every damn song. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Every damn show. You know what I'm saying? So I just I scrapped the project after like three months because I'm not finna keep promoting, and you you don't have that 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 drive, that yeah. efficacy. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So. Like I said, it's about you assessing, are you really serious at this? Are you really wanting to make money off of it? Because you ain't got to be, you know, top billing 50K a show just to eat. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, you know, there, there's money out there. When you when you come from from the bottom, as they say, you can make you can make it off. Mm-hmm. What, what Youngberg was getting, 1500 an episode? That's you can make nice it work. Money, though, <laughs> come on. You know? right. I know how to budget well. You only gotta, <laughs> it, it ain't like you actually going to clock in. You're just chilling, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got 1500 to fake like you. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know they're going to put some right. spin on the story Listen. and make it some fake shit. You know we going to live good off that. Yeah. So, and it segues, because then you booking for parties, then you doing other shows, then you might can promote your rap career and turn into Cardi. You know, right. that's a once in a lifetime thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the point being, you know, you gotta, you can't give up on your dream, but you have to make sure it's a real dream. You know what I mean? Right. One, of, one of my favorite rappers is Odyssey, and that was the name of one of his albums. It was Tangible Dream, uh-huh. right? And his whole point was, you can find that lane that you're good in, that you'll have a core audience, that no matter where you do a show, they coming to see you. Mm-hmm. And you won't make it. You're not going to be on the Breakfast Club or right, whatever. Right. But you can eat, and right. you can travel, right. and you can do a lot of beautiful things and have yeah. a tangible dream. Take mm-hmm. nine. And you can have, right, man, take Come nine on. even more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the end of, so you asked about the independent route. Yeah. That's where longevity is. The it label going to ring you out, squeeze yeah. you out, and get rid of you. And that's why we're talking about youth. Because yeah. the labels did it. But and longevity come mm-hmm. from independence. Come on. And not to, not to make it a racial thing, but when you get the white fans, you got fans forever. So usually when you underground, you're gonna you're gonna appeal more to the white fans. Black people, they gonna fuck with you for a while, then they gonna move on to the next Man, super hot thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if you get those those middle America fans that actually pay for the product, actually come to the shows, actually buy the merchandise, and then after the wave is over, they mm-hmm. still in that same space. And with that's you. crazy. You I, can eat. I, I do have to speak on that a little bit because. Uh, <laughs> I think sometimes we as black people get a bad rap to say that we dropped our artists off or we no longer mess we with do. them. <laughs> we we don't because economically, because the way we're set up, if we have to choose between going to this concert or doing something else for our household, we're going to do it for our household, even though we have every intention. We want to go. We want to do this. We want to do that. Economically, we can't. I agree with that. But I think it just depends, too, because we're talking R&B. R&B artists... S- still got the same. You telling me that people don't listen, keep listening to Maze? Yeah. Is that what you said? May, May, now he's an artist like Bon Jovi <laughs> of one song that's right. gonna keep going it's, perpetually. There's a slight dip off in the '90s where those dudes just started doing a whole lot of dope. <laughs> 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 their music just don't translate the same. I ain't gonna say no names because I'm still fans of their music, but them dudes kind of like you know <laughs> went down a little too far. I, fuck it, I ain't gonna want to see no Casey and JoJo. <laughs> but yeah, to your no. point, Joe, I, I, I understand both because sides. if you're gonna like, do drugs. You gotta do them like Charlie Man, Wilson. You gotta keep you. your voice intact. Don't let them do you. <laughs> but now them dudes is extremely talented. Just, that's just just for uh, com- no, community no value. Shade, but no dudes, yeah, they're extremely talented. But, do, but I've seen it a lot of times where drugs take over and they fuck up your whole career. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because as an R&B star and as a Super top billing R&B star, you got a forever lane. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ain't a rapper, so, you know, people want to hear that yeah. still. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, SWV, Time After, that's classic. The classic. And when they come in town, 
True enough, you're probably not going to pay Beyonce prices for you're the tickets. You're not, and, but they, and they have more reasonably priced uh, tickets as well. But like I said, I just don't like for the narrative is that we give up on our artists, we drop our artists off when the wave is gone. We don't. We we still we still rock with them. We still support them. We gonna repost, retweet. But like I said, sometimes we don't. <laughs> economically at the time of right. the time when they come, you know, they might not come. Cause trust and believe like everyone was saying, Beyonce was so strategic when she had dropped the album around. She did, she did it around income tax time. Mm-hmm. Right. You, she, she knew like, she okay, yeah. <laughs> these people are going to have money at this time and they're going to use, they know, you know what I mean? Economically speaking, some, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a study out there somewhere mm-hmm. where it can say at a certain amount of time, you know, you're going to buy certain things and do certain things. So I I don't want to say that we as black people, you know, don't that, stay with that our a, artists. That eight ball and MJG concert that he brought up earlier is mm-hmm. going to be packed full of black people. It is. It is. <laughs> I, I agree. But it's just a, such a small group. I understand what you're right. saying. Right, and I understand what you're saying. And then we also, in the, in the grand scope of things, there are more of them than there are of us. Now, that's that's really what it is, is the cons- the consumer comparison. They, they, they outnumber us. It's more of them, so. yeah. And they got more money, so they're going to spend more money. You know Come on. I mean? That's all I wanted just you to say. Yeah. We I, ain't we. I, I agree. But it's crazy because I give you an example. Somebody like Rich Homie Quan, who just had a, a mega hit like two years ago. Are you bumping Rich Homie? <laughs> uh, his old stuff. No, no. Ooh, 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 ooh. That song was huge. Yeah. After he had his decline, he came back with that song. I you still be listening to Walk Through because I'm one of them. Damn, people. That's a major song. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just it's just so crazy how you can like they said when that song ooh, 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 was out, they said he fell off. Oh, wow, bro, he is like number one on the billboards. <laughs> but right I now. think See, that was a, the younger kids it's because a, it's a Twitter it, thing. It go, man, it's know? a Twitter thing. <laughs> the, the youth, as we're talking about youth, right? Like you said, when something is not visible to them in yeah, their face, yeah, that yeah. that like you be. said, microwave that instantaneous yeah. in their minds is saying this is person this person fell off. Right. Um, but I just want to thank you for coming into the yeah, studio yeah. today, people. D Star from uh, Memphis, uh, BBE Works. Um, please let my listeners know uh, where to reach you on your social media handles. Okay, you can get my phone number at no, no, I'm just mad. <laughs> <laughs> at BBE Works is very simple. B B E Works, W-O-R-K-S, BB Works on all platforms, all social medias. Right now, currently, I got out All Business, No Bullshit, Dose. That's my current album out right now. Check it out. It's on all platforms. It ain't free to download, but it's free to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) But if you want to support an independent artist who is trying to support itself off of music, then I would appreciate you if you pay for that download. But if not, still listen to the music. The streams count. And like I said, I just want want people to appreciate the art because I truly do do this for the art as well. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I, it ain't all about the money. I mean, you know, kid got a master's degree, kid own houses, all that. You yes, know what I mean? It ain't, it ain't about the money at all. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I get a bag. He gets you know a bag. I mean? You know what I mean? You feel me? But, you know, it's an ego thing. It's a passion thing. It's a love thing. So I, I, I appreciate all my fans that really do rock with me, support me. I got people that's looking forward to this podcast right yes, now. Yes, you know? and we so appreciate them. That's what it's all about. <laughs> my first major song was called Do It For The Fans, and I'm going to continue to do it for the fans, those that rock with me and support me. At BBE Works, man. Follow your boy. Holla at your boy. I, I talk back, man. Holla at me. I'm approachable. I ain't made enough money to where I ain't approachable. <laughs> so when you get the bag, will you be unapproachable? It depends. Okay. Well, well, well we know. We told it. It depends <laughs> what kind of bag it is, you know. Plus the fans fickle. Like I said, I have a hit today. Then tomorrow, they like, who is that? Nigga? You know what I mean? So I might need to be fickle with y'all. No, I'm just talking shit, though. But, hey, it's all love, man. At BBE Works. Follow me and fuck with me, man. And and true today talks fashion. We always have to give our shout-out. So this is your time to give the shout-out to your people uh well you know first and foremost got to give a shout out to my baby t 
my son Jao. Got to give a shout out to my team at BBE Works. All the BBE people, Easy, Crazy, Auntie Angie, you know what I mean? Trish. Mid- Midnight, Trish, Hera, you know what I mean? I know, Gigi, all my folks, all my fam. Shout out to all my little cousins. Free my daddy behind the wall. He got 83 years. Free Big P. Free my little brother. He got 15 years. Free Lil P, man. You know it's all love. You know why we do it, man. Fly City stand up one time, man. All right. You got any shout outs, Timo? Man, shout out to the world. I love all (laughs) (laughs) y'all. All business, no bullshit on all platforms. All business, no bullshit. I want to thank all my listeners that tuned in to episode one of season four of the Tanae Talks podcast. Please keep this thing going. Uh, Your donations to keep this thing going is appreciated. You can send me uh, (laughs) money on PayPal at Tanae. T-Y-N-E-E underscore Sims, S-I-M-S-0-7 at gmail.com. Your donations are appreciated to keep this thing going. It's my passion, but the passion ain't free. Uh -uh. Shout out to my son, AJ, who is, uh, he he likes to tell people he's my engineer. He helps me with my editing. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to Quasi. Shout out to my guest today, P-Paul, Timo. Shout out to the whole Fly City. Shout out to the city of Dallas. Shout out to the whole DFW. Until next time, uh, next episode, catch us. You can catch us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and I too. Yeah, yeah, it's lit, man. That was fun, yeah. man. That was real fun. It's today talk. We're gonna talk about it right here. Yeah. You ready? It's today talks right here. We gonna talk about it right here. We gonna talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. It's today talks right here. We gonna talk about it right here. I'ma talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real clear. Cause it's today talks. And I'ma talk about it. Yeah. Cause it's today talks. And I'ma talk about it.